Welcome, horror fan, to HHN 365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. As always, my name is Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Duff. Hey, guys. And we have our producer on the line, Nico. Hey, hey, hey. On today's show, we have a bit of a special episode to celebrate our 30th episode leading up to HHN 30. But first, uh, Duff, how, do we have some news and rumors? Oh, yeah, we have a little bit going on right now. Uh, so the first thing, as most of you have probably seen at this point, is uh, maybe we have announcements coming soon. Uh, that's kind of stemming from the Halloween Horror Nights official Twitter account going to a bunch of people who were begging for announcements uh, going back as far as April, uh, all with the tweet. What an intriguing HHN 30 tweet. Smiling devil emoji. Can we share it? If 18 plus and agree to... A link to the terms and agreements. Reply, hashtag, yes, universal. Uh, So it appear that they are going to do like an announcement video or a hype video of some sort, including all the people asking for announcements. And uh, with them asking now, it looks like it's probably not too far out. Nice. That'll be fun. That'll be exciting. I'm glad we're just finally getting announcements. Yeah, kind of exciting to see something happen at this point. Absolutely. Uh, then we got a few uh, rumors going on as well. Uh, if we're going to the Inside Universal forums, these are from Legacy. Uh, one, we are getting a little more detail about the Mannequin Theater house that's been rumored. Um, okay. Supposedly, he's not too sure about the mannequin aspect. It's more like a performing art center vibe that he's got. And he has said that theater kids would love it. So that's really this all he's got. This he is they all really know- weird. It, it has like of kind of Phantom of the Opera vibes. Uh, he's very much right now like, this is what I think. It could be wrong. Um, but I thought it would be interesting to bring up on the show because maybe Mannequin Theater isn't... I mean, we didn't really know what to expect. So, you know what? Never mind. That's that's the most we've heard about it. So it was kind of yeah. exciting to hear anything about it. This could be really fun or really terrible, and I am not sure what it's going to be. Uh, I mean, you can a little bit of literally both. every house, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, something that we heard a little bit before, um, didn't really want to talk about, uh, but Legacy has now said it, so we'll say it as well, and that's possibly don't expect shows at Horror Nights 30. As yeah. sad as that is. Yeah, uh, that's that means like any, not just AOV but also a Lagoon show. Okay. So So we've heard this a couple of times. Every time I hear it, it just unfortunately doesn't ring true to me because if they are going to be doing social distancing and they're going to be doing these virtual queues, they need shows in order to Mm. put people places. And it's not like Universal hasn't figured out how to do shows. They have just announced today as we were recording this the uh, born stuntacular is open to general yep. the general public. God, that so th- so they are doing shows. I don't understand how they couldn't do shows at HHN thirty. The thing that it could be is budgets. Possibly, uh, we've seen them cut cut things that aren't essential to the event already. At this point, um, could shows be on the chopping block for that same reason? Maybe, and also the people we have heard it from. I I trust. Uh, it's not a definite. It wasn't like, hey guys, there's not going to be shows. But it was a, yeah, they're really considering not doing it. I wouldn't expect it. 
Yeah, I I mean, I I love shows. They're part of the thing that I like about Halloween Horror Nights the most. I think it really is needed in the event. It cuts down and, you know, um, just going through standing in long lines all the time. I like being able to sit down and and it's just a different aspect of the event. I feel like without those, it's going to be quite a bit different. Oh, I agree with you. It's going to be different. I would miss shows very, very much if they don't come this year. Um, This isn't something I would want. It's not something I'd necessarily fully predict at this point, but we've definitely heard it from very credible sources. So at the very least, they're considering not having shows. And on that same note, what's the the last uh, news and rumor? Yeah, yeah. So this isn't really big towards HHN30. This means nothing, but it's a bit of fun news. If you go uh, to Drubov, D-R-U-B-O-V's Twitter, uh, he has a video where you can watch them playing Marathon of Mayhem after hours at the park. So now it's very typical for them to play the t- the whatever the normal Lagoon show is called. I can't even remember at the moment. Um, since they aren't getting to use it right now, it's kind of like for maintenance and upkeep. Um, but interestingly enough, they pulled out Marathon of Mayhem the other night. And I wish I could have watched that. I know. Person. That's the reason to sneak into Universal. Um, obviously, don't expect these properties to be here for HHN 30, which means they won't have the rights. So this isn't like a it's coming to HHN 30 thing, which I've seen a few people think is possible, but it's 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 really not at this point. I mean, they could be testing out the, the screens and projectors and just kind of mm-hmm. doing doing pre maintenance yeah. and putting in a different show later. I mean, it could could potentially mean they are doing things for HHN 30, uh, but I mean, it, I don't know. because they regularly test the Lagoon show anyways. They just usually okay. do it with the regular one, not right. a marathon of mayhem. Another um, uh, speculation, I'll call it. Uh, people have been saying is this happened like right after the layoffs and that maybe some of the higher level, uh, maybe even executives that were laid off had the opportunity to watch it as like a, you know, a goodbye treat. Which sounds kind of plausible, but that's not like inside information. That's just purely speculation I've seen from others. Don't expect to see Marathon of Mayhem come back in that incarnation again. Uh, or maybe even a show as we just talked about earlier. But uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to go watch that, I suggest it. You don't have a great view, but just hearing the music and seeing it happening in real life is kind of exciting. <laughs> Anyways, also... Uh, not news or rumor, but we have something else before we move on to our main segment. And uh, that's that's a voicemail. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. No, it's usually we play at the end of the episodes, but this voicemail, voicemail we want to talk about uh, as well. So we're going to play it for you here, and we'll be back uh, after that ends to kind of discuss what happened. Hey guys, love your podcast. Uh, we were just discussing this earlier. We've got a got a little youtube channel and we were discussing the the disney park closings and everybody panicking about them and i I just i just wanted to talk about it with somebody because you you all seem to be less panicky than most about it um the fact is i I don't think it's really any concern because the two events can't even be compared also the sheer capacity of disney is a big logistics issue as well as the fact that they've been selling uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween um, tickets since early February, 
and you have to have, and it's like a select night, so they have no way of monitoring who's coming in or anything of that nature. Like, you know, with Halloween Horror Nights, you can buy the the tickets and go on select nights, so they could have capacity limits, and, you know, we could run into some issues there. But with Mickey's Not So Scary, uh, the big issue was and how long the tickets have been available, how quickly those tickets sell, um, and... Uh, I just don't think I don't think people are thinking rationally when comparing the two events. There's really not. I don't think at this point there's anything to worry about. I don't think that this news relates to Halloween Horror Nights really at all. But uh, I, we uh, we're big fans of the podcast. Just wanted to say we appreciate it. Just wanted to sort of give my two cents on it. See you guys. All right. Well, thank you so much for that voicemail. Uh, I don't believe you left your name or your YouTube channel. Um, you absolutely can. We uh, will definitely, uh, you know, plug it. But uh, uh, what do you think, uh, Duff? Uh, I mean, I think if if you listen to us, you know that we are very uh, universal, 100% intends on hosting this event. Um, if the parks are open, you're probably going to see HHN happen. Um, so one, we we believe it's going to happen at this point, at least. Uh, but I also agree with what he's saying, where Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party has no bearing on Halloween Horror Nights. One, they're completely different events uh, where we talked about a little bit on the last episode where uh, Mickey's not so scary is it's fireworks and parades. And, and you're not going to have that right now. Yeah. Uh, and handing out candy, which absolutely isn't going to happen right now. <laughs> right. Uh, also, not so scary. Didn't have to invest anything into that event currently. Universal's already almost fully invested financially into HHN 30. So pulling out would be a massive, massive loss of money. And uh, also, HHN is just more profitable than not so scary is comparatively. So um, yeah, I completely agree with what he said. That just because not so scary got canceled. Don't take any bearing on that towards HHN. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I do. I will say I do understand that it is scary to we are in the cancellation season right now. And I think we just uh, saw what yesterday or today that um, Dark Horizon and Dark Harbor are canceled. And I think we are going to start seeing more um, smaller Halloween events be canceled uh, because they just aren't able to do what HHN 30 is doing to stay going. But and it is scary. I think leading up to it, we are going to see a lot more cancellations. But I don't think it, any of it necessarily means that HHN 30 is on the next to go. I, yeah. Actually, that also leads. We do have one little more piece of news that we just got: uh, Dark Harbor and Dark Horizon. Uh, events in California and here in Orlando are both officially canceled for this year. Yeah, so. I just said that. Oh, is that <laughs> I missed that completely. Yeah, so okay. if, if you want, I heard to see you a talk haunt. about items getting canceled, but all right. So yeah. if you want to see a haunt in a parking lot, uh, your best bet is uh, the Kissimmee off of Apopka Vineland, the Walmart <laughs> in Apopka Vineland. So uh, that's pretty much. <laughs> uh, right. What what we got yeah, in here? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, Nico, did you want to say anything about, do you want to uh, cut in there? Well, I mean, the, people saying like they're not the same thing. They are pretty similar because they're both hard ticket events uh, that take place after hours. So there are some similarities there. But I mean, he is correct where it's like they don't know where they're coming in. But 
I mean, at the same time, they probably want to have more capacity during the whole day for the Magic Kingdom. So it doesn't really make sense to shut down the Magic Kingdom at, what, six or eight uh, o'clock when uh, they're having to limit the amount of people in the park at one time as it is. And uh, we don't know if that's going to change or anything for there. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. I don't we I mean, we've all said from the beginning that this really shouldn't have any bearing on there, but it's a hard ticket event. When one gets canceled in Orlando, you do start to think about other events getting canceled. Oh, yeah, I understand why it would cross people's mind for sure. Yeah, Um, I think we're just here to say don't. Don't worry about it. It's okay. But don't do we it. think do we think Universal is going to be open in September? Uh, that's a different out. story. Well, yeah, yeah. Too far <laughs> out for me to say. That's that's something totally different. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's not a discussion we want to have on the show. Um, but I think yeah, I will say I think the next month is going to be extremely important in finding out if it'll be open or not. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully things go well. For Hashtag many reasons. wear your mask. Yeah, exactly. Um, wear your mask. So thank you so much for that voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail to be played on the show or possibly discussed by us on the show as well, uh, you can do that at 407-906-3405. Right. So I think we are now finally at our main segment. So Duff, do you want to let us know or should I let yeah, everybody you know? Go. Hey, this is your job. Go ahead. Cool. So we have decided uh, we wanted to do something a little fun for our episode 30. Before we do that, Duff, can we just uh, take a second and be like, I kn- we're at episode 30. We have I done know. 30 of these. Do you remember when it was like episode three through eight and every episode you'd be like, Duff, can you believe we're on episode four? <laughs> yes, I do. And I'm still shocked that uh, how long we have done this and the fan base we have built. Um, I'm shocked every time we get a tweet sent to us or uh, like we get more than five likes on something. I am <laughs> like it's I'm very uh, shocked by it, yeah. by it all, humbled by it all. Um, we are at episode 30. I know it's uh, it's insane. Um, and then the, the crazy thing is that it's not even that long. I mean, I don't yeah. we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So this is oh. this is the very beginning still for us. But like yeah. almost also, a year, though, also a milestone. And like, like you said, like things like, you know, people just simply following us on Twitter and interacting with us and the voicemails, you know, we get voicemails and people are like, you know, I love listening to your show. And that's like, holy shit. Thank you. Like, I know we've said this uh, many times, anytime we bring up anything like this, but like, I know we're all so appreciative of the interaction we get. And um, here's to uh, 300 more episodes. Yeah. Yeah, three hundred and thirty-five more episodes. After that, we have to end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's it. We're done. Three sixty-five. Yeah, we told you it's HHN three six five. Yeah, yeah. After that, did you speak we, we meant days of the year? No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, episodes. Episode. Yeah. So yeah, the clock is ticking. Once once we get to three sixty-five, <laughs> yeah, it's over. So. All right, let's get. So what we decided to do is we decided to basically uh, rank our top 30 properties, either IP original that has been used in Halloween Horror Nights. This is our list. This is what we think is our favorite 
um, 30 properties. And we have broken it down into third tier, second tier, and top tier. And and in those tiers, it's really no particular order. So -hmm. we're not going to kind of do 30 to 1. We're just kind of doing 30, 20, 10. Yep, exactly. Uh, And then uh, we should probably give a disclaimer that we probably missed some great properties because, well, there's been a lot. Uh, we're we're including IP, we're including originals, we're including shows, so everything's on the table basically. So I'm sure we miss stuff, and I'm sure we're oh, gonna sure offend we some people with our decisions. So, yeah. Yeah. sorry. We were gonna do an honorable mentions, and then we realized that the honorable mention was gonna be like twenty. Yeah, uh, another thirty. <laughs> another thirty, and we like we're literally talking about everything that's happened at this event for the last what like twenty years, and then it just became this huge giant super mm-hmm. episode. So we uh, cut the honorable mentions, and so if it, we apologize if your favorite thing about Halloween Horror Nights is not listed. Um, we apologize, and you know, we'll talk yeah. about it sometime. Send us, yeah, send definitely. us a tweet. Yeah, we'll and I think we should it. also say that this is uh, primarily our personal opinion. We did throw in a bit of the general public factor and how important it was to the event, uh, but for the most part, it's kind of what we we think are the best. Yep. All right. Should we hop right into it? Yeah, let's do it. You take All the right. first one. All right, let's do a third tier. So for a, a first third tier, we are <laughs> doing this is actually a scare zone series. Uh, it would be amazing if it ever was a house, but it is n- not quite yet. Uh, that is the Vamp series. Yep, definitely. So you got yeah. Vamp 55 and yeah, Vamp 85. Uh, personally, one of my favorite scare zones of recent times, uh, both of them. Vamp 55 is one of my all time favorite scare yeah. zones. Um, I think the costume design, uh, the music used, the atmosphere it builds in both of those is just absolutely spectacular. Uh, they are both great callbacks to the eras that they pay tribute to. Uh, it's just perfection. Fun. Uh, got some scares. Love it. If you haven't downloaded Helping Haunts yet, you still can. The um, prizes is over. That has been done. But if you haven't downloaded the episode, it's still up there. You can uh, donate a dollar to do it. And if you haven't yet, I will just say Duff tells the most touching story that I think I've <laughs> ever heard Duff tell in my, what, 10 oh, years yeah. that I've known you, known you. Like, you, like, brought a tear to my eye out of wow. nowhere. You tell this story about uh the vamp 55 scare zone uh and it's just like uh was uh, uh yeah you gotta you gotta listen to it if you haven't yet yeah and then uh, that's a neozaz.com backslash helping hyphen haunts just donate a dollar you get the episode uh a lot of awesome hhn content creators podcast uh out there it, it it's a great episode do you want to get the next one yeah sure uh so the next one i think uh, we enjoyed. However, I think this one actually did have a bit of that general public and what it meant to the event impact. And we went with The Purge. Yeah, I actually really like The Purge series. It I is think, kind of a guilty pleasure for me. I, I, I do really enjoy the series, actually. Um, Purge Anarchy, the first Purge, are both really great movies, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, as far as HHN goes, I've really enjoyed uh, Scare Zones. Uh, they've made appearances in houses, mm-hmm. which and Blumhouse, it, it was the best part of the house. So, you know, uh, also marketing wise, it definitely helped the event 
a lot. People came because they knew the purge. They loved the purge. Um, specifically talking about the scare zones, uh, the way the scare actors were and how like yes. aggressive they were. Yes, like, I love the energy. Just yeah. the energy of the purge scare zones. Just and like brings like another level. Kidnapping love. people in the fucking box truck in the middle of the <laughs> scare zone. Come yes. on, man. I love That's it. So good. So wait, good. what? Yeah, they drive the box truck around and literally not not guests, uh, but scare actors oh. <laughs> act like they're kidnapping them and throw them in the box, back of the box truck. That's crazy. That's yeah. That's yeah. wow. Uh, not everyone's a massive fan of the purge at Horror Nights, um, but I think for the most part it was really well done. Um, and the highlight of the houses it was in, and uh, hey, I think it deserves at least the third tier. Yeah. And and I will admit, to, I know that people don't love the Purge House just because it replaced it Scream last minute. I think a lot of people hold yeah. that against it. I I think I, ooh, I think I actually liked it better in the Blumhouse House. Yeah, I was going to say it's small snippet, which people did not, but yeah, I did. Some people so, didn't. Yeah. Hey, this is our list, so shut up. I love the scare zones, though. The the Purge scare zones oh, have always yeah. have always Definitely. been great. Agreed. All right. On to another one that was uh, on here because it had an amazing scare zone. We're, we're doing the scare zones first. Um, that also had a house that would be trick or treat. Yes. Oh, that scare zone, man. Oh, yeah. so um, again, one of my favorite ever scare zones uh, was trick or treat. Uh, I, I love the location, Central Park in general. Um, but Trick or Treat used it so well. Um, Sam is actually one of my favorite um, horror icon, I guess you would call him, villain uh, of all time. Uh, he's he's like adorable and terrifying all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the scare actors were great, high energy. Um, they had the uh, puking prop on uh, the stoop. Uh, the lights and the, the the way the trees were lit up and, and the way it looked from afar in the dark, it oh, oh man, so good, so good. Uh, the house itself, I wasn't a massive fan of. I thought it was a good house. The sets were beautiful, but I prefer the scare zone actually. So, right. What's the next one, Duff? Uh, so the next one is going to be something that's only made one appearance. So that's, that's, we have a few of those on this list, but this is the Uh first time we're going to see that. But boy, Uh, did it make an impact, right? Yes, it did. This is one of my personal favorite houses and that would be slaughter cinema. Oh boy. Here we go. You know, uh, if you love B horror movies, um, you will absolutely love slaughter cinema. Um, as I did. And many others. I, it made a huge impact uh, in HHN 28. I think it was a lot of HHN diehards favorites. Uh, it seemed to be received well by the general public as well. It was one of those houses that was just so fun, yet also hit you with some good scares along the way. Um, the facade was beautiful, tied into Carrie. Uh, I, you can't really ask for too much more than original in my mind. I go out on a limb here, but I and I have to say we have not seen the last of Slaughter Cinema. It is it is one of those that it works perfectly well for mm. second, third, fourth mm. um, sequels. You can basically sky's the limit on this. I don't think it will ever grow old. You we uh, we're gonna see more Slaughter Cinema. Yeah, I mean, you give it a really couple of years and, and we'll keep see. creating new properties within it, 
and it will go forever. And if you go back to our uh, HHN draft episode, I drafted it and made it a Lagoon show, which I think would be would absolutely work. badass. That would absolutely so, work. You know, maybe one day. We'll see. Yeah. All right. The next property is uh, um, an IP. It has been utilized a couple of times, most recently as a scare zone. That is Chucky. Chucky is good. He's had a very good presence. Yes. Um, Iconic, for sure. I think one of the funniest things to me is uh, we were talking with Hunter. He talked about his uh, the craziest moment craziest thing you've seen at HHN and he we jokingly talked about a shirt and it was the horror alumni shirt that featured uh, caretaker, storyteller Jack, the director and Chuck so I think that's like my favorite appearance he's ever had in HHN because it makes absolutely no damn sense and he like ruined what would have been a great shirt by being on there and it's absolutely hilarious uh, but hilarious is what he does because his scare zone at HHN 28 um, the insults he threw at people could be so dark. It mm-hmm. blew, it blew my mind that they actually let it happen, even at HHN, that he could say some of those things. Um, he's had multiple appearances. Uh, that's the most memorable for me, though, for sure. All right. Um, moving on, Duff. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the next one is going to be a series that has made a couple appearances at a house and that would be American Horror Story. Um, this was actually kind of close to being my favorite house at HHN 26. Um, and unlike a few other series, I thought the follow-up in HHN 27 was still a really good house. Um, I think another huge part of why we put it on this list is the marketing. It brought in so many people uh, it's a huge series, obviously. It's been going on since, what, 2010, 11, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Uh, it, it hasn't always been the greatest. Some of the uh, seasons are letdowns, to say the least. But it it's a huge horror icon uh, in this country. Brought in a lot of guests. The house has lived up to the hype. So I think it had to make this list. Say it's always been solid. It's always enough to to keep its audience watching the next yeah. season. There's a few seasons that, eh, cult. Um, but anyways, carry on. All right, moving on to the next one. Um, this one, uh, we debated a back and forth a little bit if it should be on here or an honorable mention, which we ended I'd up like, cutting. I'd like to say it was an honorable mention for me, but I thought <laughs> it was fair to include others' opinions. Nico fought very hard to get this on here, and I think we needed to give Nico a couple on, on here. And I agree with Nico. I think it uh, for what it has done, and not only at HHN 29, but some of the early years as well uh ghostbusters i mean yeah it was nico you fought hard but what what do you I mean, like it, about Ghostbusters? well for i think it brought a lot of people to halloween horror nights that usually don't go to halloween horror nights or yeah. think about it for the first time mm-hmm. i think that alone leaves it and i thought they did a pretty darn good job with the house so i, I mean it has a special place with me because that's the first house i ever went in so i mean that's why I definitely agree with the marketing part. You said it brought in a lot of people who would never go to Horror Nights. Uh, that's actually you, right? That's like yeah, the, that's one true. of the main reasons you went was for Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was actually, to be uh, honest. 
I thought the house was fine. It was a good house. It on the house alone, it would never make this list in my opinion. But I think with that marketing aspect, that I can allow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on that same note, uh, this is one that I am allowing. It's not my favorite, uh, but Duff, I know you care a lot about this one. Uh, go ahead and take it. Uh, so the next one is going to be my favorite and quite possibly the most popular comedy horror figure at Halloween Horror Nights, and that is H.R. Blood and Guts. Uh, someone who's been featured throughout the lore quite a bit. He did have his house uh, in 2011 at HHN 21 Holidays of Horror. Um, the house was called All of Horror, not the event, obviously. <laughs> uh, I think fun house. Uh, it, it was the Q video was great. The house was fun. Uh, he's a big part of the lore recent. More recently, uh, that's all I need to put him in here. Honestly, yeah, I think if I went through this house uh, now, I think I would enjoy it a lot more. At the time. Um, I just thought it was totally kind of uh, weird. It was my only second year that I had been and I haven't necessarily seen anything like that, like it. So I personally at the time thought it was kind of stupid. But I think if I went back now and uh, and went through it after experiencing much more things like this at Halloween Horror Nights, I think I would like it much, much better. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but it made it on the list, so I'm happy. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. The next one, okay. Uh, the next one, this one, I think, um, it definitely deserves to be on here. We wanted to include it. They, they have made a giant impact, uh, and that is Academy of Villains. Yeah, definitely. And now, um, I think some people might be wondering why we included them when we say we like them, but we are obviously not. AOV stands, you know, that's, it's not really our thing. Um, I've enjoyed most of their stuff. Um, cyberpunk, uh, aside, uh, last year was a fantastic show. Um, when they brought house of fear at HHN 26, I think it was a breath of fresh air. It was like a show that we had not really seen that style of at horror nights. Um, so I really do enjoy them, but I think this kind of goes back to what Nico was saying about ghostbusters, where it didn't necessarily bring in people who wouldn't go, but I think it got people who would maybe come to the event to come every night. The amount of people that go and watch as many possible shows of Academy of Villains as they can is astounding. Uh, so we can't downplay their impact on HHN. They have a huge following, probably much more than anything else that is at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, Academy of Villains is huge. It is, and it is uh, not necessarily our cup of tea, but it is definitely a giant, giant fan base. And we—that's not saying we don't enjoy it. We love it, yeah. but we're just not gonna go be in the first show uh, every night. It's just you know. Yeah, we're we're not every nighters. Uh, to be fair, we are also Bill and Ted fans. Um, Yes. We are not we are not people who blame Academy of Villains for no. Bill and Ted like some do. So don't take it that way. Uh, that's just more the show we're looking for than Academy of Villains. So that's the yes. only reason we don't absolutely adore it like some people. But we do really enjoy them uh, and hope to see them return for many years. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I like my uh, comedy filler kind of lightheartedness, not mm -hmm. necessarily in a house. 
I really enjoy it in a show. And I think Bill and Ted did that amazingly. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, for reasons we should stop talking about Bill and Ted. now. (laughs) Yes, it may come back later. All right. Do you want to take the last one in tier three to round out tier three? uh, We kind of had a lot of trouble debating what would go in tier two, which would go in tier three. And this got the short end of the straw and ended up in tier three. Uh, and that would be run. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I've said it many times. So unsurprisingly, I did not go to HHN 25. So I did not get to go to that incarnation of run. Um, however, I do enjoy the run series as a whole. Um, so it's kind of tough for me to drop it lower. I, I think like some people might want to because of the HHN 25 houses not failure, but disappointment for many. I don't know. What do you think about it, Mike? I have actually never experienced a run house, but I, yeah, I, I know, I know that if I run is one of those that just, I know that I would love it. It was definitely built for me. I love the premise. Um, I love Eddie. Um, This is definitely one of those that going back and just being an HHN nerd, run is up there for me uh i really regret not being able to experience any of the runs yeah exactly so why don't we move on to the second tier mike right so this one um is going to be an ip i think it's one of of some people's probably favorite ip uh, houses of all time and that it is definitely up there for you duff um mm-hmm. That would be an American werewolf in London. Yeah, baby. Um, so the only reason it came to that borderline, uh, I, I guess we didn't tell you, it kind of it was kind of borderline with Run. Would it be second tier? Would it be third tier? The only reason it dropped that low is because it's had two incarnations, and the second one was kind of a carbon copy. So that that kind of dinged yeah. it a little bit. Um, but House, uh, I guess you could say for twenty three and twenty five, basically the same thing were absolutely fantastic um at the time it was one of the best uses of an ip at hhn ever yes uh the way they took you through the story and it was kind of had that storybook kind of going through it but it was also extremely interactive um i mean i love the property in general so that kind of gives it a little bit of an advantage as well um but i mean you look at people's top 10, top 20 houses ever, and this is in a lot of people's, whether it's 23 or 25. So uh, I think leaving it off the list would have been near impossible. Yeah, and I honestly have to say, Duff, the reason why it was a carbon copy for the most part was because of how popular yeah. it was at 23. Yeah. People were clamoring for this to come back, and they gave in, and they said, they don't often do this, but they should, sure, if you liked it so much, let's bring it back uh, and and not really change it up. And, you know, and uh, I don't think that's necessarily a knock on it. It, was, it makes it, uh, that's just how good this house was. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's... Uh well worthy of being in the second tier for us for sure all right what's the next one duff uh so the next one we have is going to be the first time we stray away from shows houses scare zones we're also going to get into games uh and that's gonna be yeah. legendary truth uh so of course as you know it's had wyandotte estate a house of yeah as it's well. a house uh but it has a lot more to do with hhn lore than the specific house it's had with its name on it 
Um, Absolutely. If you look at recent years, uh, late icon years, we'll say, basically everything tied into Legendary Truth. It has the most fleshed out backstory, I'd say, of any uh, specific group at HHN. Um, it's featured even like the repository was technically a part of legendary truth. It's had these, just these little pieces like in so many different houses and stories and characters uh, that like, could we leave it off? No. Yeah. You have, you have to put uh, legendary truth, at least in the second tier. It is um, so much. It is a little bit of fan service. I'll have to Mm. admit, but uh, fan service is not necessarily a bad thing, and uh, legendary truth is um, awesome. Oh yeah, I'm a sucker for uh, fan service, so you know I can't say much about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one we have on here, and I don't know if this is necessarily one of our favorite favorite uh, original properties, but it's definitely always solid. And mm-hmm. it definitely deserves mm-hmm. to be second tier because just how solid it is. I don't know if it's ever ever one of one of our favorite houses, but that would be scary tales. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with exactly how you put that. It's a very solid uh, recurring series at HHN. So I think obviously it's had multiple appearances, which gives it kind of an advantage. Um, I will be honest; I was tempted to put it third tier because I wasn't the biggest fan of Deadly Ever After. Um, but I think, as a whole, it still deserves to be up at this level. Right. Um, what's right. the next one, Duff? Oh, and then actually, I kind of want to draw Nico into this one. I know you you haven't Which been one? through one of them, uh, but I think this is a house or series that you would enjoy because it's just talking about old fairy tales, uh, as you can tell by the name. Uh, ah. So it, it's something that'll be up your alley, I'd say. So hopefully they bring it back and you get to experience it soon. Yeah, I think you'll get there'll be a scary tales back. It's oh, it, yeah, it's, it's not. Cool. It's, it's not, not done. There's no way. Instead, this year we're just getting some bedtime stories, right? <laughs> bedtime story. There is very similar in feel. I bet a little different, but yeah, it'll probably be very similar stylistically. I'd assume. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, the next one we are moving on to. Now this one's going to be an icon, and along with that one, any houses the icon had a direct hand in, and that would be the director. Hmm. So all all night, yeah. Diane. So this is a lot of people's favorite icon, um, and I see why. Uh, he is also one of only two icons to appear at three separate horror nights. Uh, so mm-hmm. obviously. He's huge in HHN lore, although his character changes a little bit between them. It's not really the same guy, technically. Yeah. But, you know, close enough, close enough. We'll stick with it. Uh, but I think he's definitely, if you want to use the word creepy, he's the creepiest icon definitely. that we've seen. Uh, All Night Dying uh, has had some great houses. Um, I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's one of the better icons. He deserves this. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to hear more director talk, just wait until we do our icons episode <laughs> that we always hint at, but we'll never ever let you listen to because something else always comes up. That's from yeah, the we'll save it for a rainy day. So <laughs> yeah. when we release that, you know that we either had no content that week or we were too busy to record. So yeah, <laughs> just just a heads up. It's coming. We should still just leave in the original intro for that video. Just 
just for the fun of it. Just for <laughs> as people will get capsule. to listen about to uh, news about HHN thirty in twenty twenty three. All right, what's the next one, Duff? Uh, so the next one, ooh, um, due to last year's appearance, I had an issue putting it this high, but still felt it kind of deserved it. Um, that'd be Stranger Things. Yeah. As as you know, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, it was my least favorite house and the only house I'd consider kind of bad last year. Um, however, its HHN 28 counterpart was one of my favorite houses of the year. And then going back to kind of the Ghostbusters thing, the marketing and the people this brought in, the merchandise it created, it was massive. It very rarely had less than a 90 minute wait. It was by far the most popular house of last year. Um, and then 28 was also very popular as well, right? Like very yeah, long. Yeah, very similar wait times. The thing is last year, people, you know, they had thought it might be like second because Ghostbusters, it destroyed Ghostbusters. Like it yes. wasn't even a competition. Yeah. I thought uh, Us was going to have long waits too. No, it was just basically... Stranger Things and everything else. If you're talking about series that bring people to HHN, I think this is number one. Absolutely. The amount of people that it brought that would not have gone to the event otherwise is uh, probably astonishing. And this pays for your uh, graveyard games houses and your Yeti houses. Exactly. (laughs) So we brought this in because it gives us the budget for great originals uh, because of this shitty house at HHN 29. Anyways, moving on. Before we get on. Before we go on, I just want to ask a question. Is Stranger Things the biggest IP property at the particular time it was like zeitgeisty that they've had? I know American Horror Story was kind of in there, but uh, no, Stranger Things beats that. Stranger, Stranger Things, Things, it was like perfect, 100%. a perfect grab at the perfect time of the time. Yeah, I, I honestly not... think it has to be because a lot of the other big IPs they brought in were years after they were massively popular. Yes. So. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, if Billie Eilish comes, I think that would ne- maybe give it a run. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Stranger Things might be bigger. than. Yeah, that'd that. be close if for the, yeah. the, the old Billie. I think music probably has a larger reach uh, than the series yeah. on Netflix. Absolutely. Does, though. Absolutely. So, uh, and Billie Eilish is the most successful pop artist of the past year, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I think she might actually take the throne. We've all yeah. seen those Spotify numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. insane. All right. Uh, the next one, uh, t- talking about another ext- insanely popular IP, um, that would be Halloween. It's been featured a lot of times, um, sometimes really good, sometimes okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, HHN 24 had an amazing house. Amazing. I also honestly really enjoyed HHN 26 and put them about the same level personally. I know most people don't agree, uh, mm-hmm. but also the general public and other HHN fans uh, do believe that HHN 26 was a still good or really good house. Uh, the only problem here is Halloween 4 at HHN 28, which kind of hurts it on the list a little bit. I think if yeah. that's a really good house, this is top tier easily. Definitely. Uh, this is another one of those bring people in, obviously on a different level. It's it's a horror thing. 
So it's right. going to get horror fans in specifically. They see Halloween. They want to go obviously see Michael Myers in person. Um, it's one of the biggest horror franchises ever. Mm-hmm. If not the biggest, is it? It might be. Um, anyways, it's, uh, it's if not the biggest, one of the biggest. Yeah, it, this was borderline top tier. If Halloween four, the house was better. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we want to take the next one, Duff. Yeah. So the next one is uh, tying back to Cary, Ohio again. Uh, maybe we'll see him this year. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I'm kidding. We don't have inside <laughs> info directly. It's just a guess. Uh, leave it to Cleaver. Um, I think one of the most interesting originals we've had. Um, the original character is created. It's a great uh, name. The sets, the location. Um, if you haven't, go read the blog post they put recently on the uh, Universal blog about um, Leave It to Cleaver. Uh, they dove deep into the backstory, and it's a great read. Uh, yeah, but anyways, it's a great read. Extremely important to HHN lore. Um, Mike, anything else to add about it? No, not really. You covered most of it. Yeah, Very I'm, fun. Um, kind of a comedy house done right, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's like comedic in style, but the delivery is still exactly. pure terror. Terror, exactly. And that's what I like. All right. Uh, the next one on here, uh, and I think some people are going to be shocked that we have this as second tier because I think some people would have this, their top, top number one, um, that is Scarecrow. Yep. Um, as you know, one of my absolute favorite <laughs> houses, probably third all time. The only thing that kept it down here is it's only had one appearance at Horror Nights. And as you might see soon, that's not necessarily going to keep you out of the top tier, but you have to be like the best thing ever to make it in top tier if you only have one appearance. Um, so if Scarecrow ever makes another appearance and we do this list again, maybe it's in the top tier. Actually, it probably is, as long as they do okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't have anything to say about it that would make it sound like it deserves to be second tier. It's an absolutely fantastic house. It's one of the most terrifying houses ever. Uh, the costuming was amazing. Everyone loves it. Um, again, sounds like top tier, but just because of frequency, it's second tier. Absolutely. Uh, next one, Duff? Uh, yeah, so the next one, we're going to go back to an icon. And this is Mike's personal favorite. Um, so I'm going to let him take it. Oh, absolutely. So this icon is, yeah, personally, my, one of my favorite icons, um, lady luck gives it a run for, um, his money, but Usher, the, the Usher, uh, I love, um, the backstory. I love, um, him in general. I just, uh, I'm a big movie buff. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. He, he's just a very fun creepy not super scary i'll agree with that but a fun creepy Mm. icon i think the whole idea of the universal palace theater and having him as the icon uh is the perfect like horror nights icon like yeah he's not my favorite but yeah the idea and the concept is amazing absolutely absolutely i think uh, i may have said this on a different show or the icon the unreleased icon show but i feel like if if there was ever going to be just an icon for that for uh, Halloween Horror Nights, and it's just the same, the Usher is like the perfect. Okay, he's 
the icon for every single year. I think he is just a perfect fit of, okay, what would be a, a horror icon for the event that never goes away? And that would be the usher. You could literally bring him back every single time. Mm. It wraps up the event perfectly. All right. Um, next one, Duff. Uh, so this will round out our second tier. Uh, we're going back to a series of houses. Uh, one of the most frequent series of houses we've gotten to. Um, and we're going to go to Psycho Scarapy. Uh, now, we kind of thought he this might tie in with a certain icon, but we decided it should be its own thing. Uh, because it is standalone at some points, uh, and it's not fully reliant on any icon. Um, it's been what four houses yeah, I think at so. this point, About four, which is a, a pretty impressive number um, to have its own house on four separate occasions. Uh, it's also been the best house some of those years. Yeah. Um, I just love the whole uh, the concept of like mental institutes you know yeah uh going to shady brook and it, it's just one of those things the actual like how do i put it it's like looking into the mind of someone uh, uh who's insane you know i think the scare actors typically played off really well uh that's just something i really enjoy in horror in general um so obviously the houses are great yeah, for me all right, moving on to our top tier. We're down to our last 10, Duff. Okay, let's do it. I'm excited for these 10. Yeah, all right. So this one is admittedly uh, a property that we both did not get to experience. That being said, I think it still deserves top tier just for its legacy that is left, um, just for uh, how excited um we are for the potential of it coming back um how sad we are for to not experience it uh, uh does anyone have a guess uh, that would be terra Corentis. Mm. yes um now you might be wondering why we didn't specifically pick terra queen when we've been picking icons in the past and that's because i think we only could put this top tier because of its involvement in the entire event scare zone yes icon houses there was always a tie-in to terra quintus that year so uh and it seemed again we didn't get to go seemed to be pulled off so well um and terra queen on her own uh could lift terra quintus at least into second if not maybe third tier yeah i mean we talked about terra queen uh probably every episode we've ever made so one of yeah, definitely yeah, on yeah. the bingo card. I, I don't have too much to add other than yeah, yeah that and Billy Eilish we somehow were able to talk about. Right? Uh obviously it's in our top tier if you listen to us. Yeah, absolutely. And then that actually leads to our next one, and that would be uh something that has a Terracorentis tie-in, and that would be the body collectors. Yes. Um kind of interesting that we decided to do that, but body collectors branches off from Terra Quintus after HHN 15 and becomes its own thing. Kind of like, you know, psychotherapy level. Um, Uh Again, uh, fantastic houses, loved by all the HHN fans. It's one of those series that you kind of always want to see the next installment the following year. You're always waiting on the next body collector's house. Again, 
not much to say. We talk about them a lot. Fantastic series, well worthy of a top tier. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, the next one, Duff. I know you want to lead this one in, so I'll oh, let yeah, you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I will talk about uh, some most excellent dudes, Bill and Ted, and their excellent Halloween adventure that they used to take us on. Um, and uh, I've said this three times in a row, but have you listened to our podcast? You know we love Bill and Ted. We talked about it earlier. We are Bill Bingo. and Ted stands. Bingo. We'll say it. We no, are. not Nico, but Nico's not never Nico. seen it. Yeah. Um maybe one day, but probably not. Uh yeah. It it's perfect comedic relief for a horror event. Um the energy they always brought mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um I love on Ted in general, the characters, the movies. Um so it, it's just so easy for me to fall in love with. And I did. And it, during HHN twenty seven, um the way we were talking about what Academy of Villains fans do. That's exactly what I did to Bill and Ted. Um, yeah. So a lot of houses that year, I didn't get so many run-throughs because I was busy watching the last year of Bill and Ted. Unfortunately, yeah. farewell to her. I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the podcast before, but I think Bill and Ted is just my favorite thing about Halloween Horror Nights ever. It's just, wow. it was, yeah, I think... If I had to pick just my favorite thing, it was just Bill and Ted was always one of those mm-hmm. things that I was looking forward to. And I have to admit that the actual Bill and Ted scripts of like the show was not always that great, it, but it was no. more it, it transcended what the actual content of the show. And it was more about mm-hmm. the atmosphere and the mm-hmm. the music and the fireworks and the sexy dancing ladies. And it was just basically and the sexy dancing dudes. It was basically just everything encompassed into that show. Mm-hmm. You can't. And yeah, I the, there are some people who knock Bill and Ted that's saying that it was just kind of a, a, a scary movie type. Let's lampoon all the, the pop culture of the last year. And we're going to do it in a in a way that was written a little silly and not necessarily that great. And it was basically the same show every single year. That is all true. I can't deny that. But I what I will fight for is the the atmosphere that Bill and Ted mm. brought to Halloween Horror Nights could not be replicated by I think anything else. Uh, AOV doesn't do it. Uh, even uh, a marathon of mayhem just doesn't bring that same at- atmosphere that Bill no. and Ted brought. No. I I think the thing is too uh, that I would say too. Yeah, it's just making fun of pop culture. It's a scary movie type thing. What's wrong with that? I love scary movie. Like the original, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun. I enjoy those. Yeah, you like the original, but Uh, yeah, they they got pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, anyways, just it just something like that just gets old. But you know, I can never experience it. So like when people are like, "Oh, Bill and Ted's so great," I'm like, I've seen the YouTube video. It doesn't. It doesn't doesn't translate. It just does not translate. I I watch uh, them in my living room, and I do it for nostalgic reasons. But I'm not laughing at the jokes in my living room. Right. It's way different when you see the the delivery and the atmosphere of the crowd around them reacting. Um, maybe, I, yeah. maybe I won't like Hamilton either then. And I think it's <laughs> a little bit like <laughs> it's possible. 
like improv theater. Like you can't watch like improv theater on YouTube and find it fun. It's more of like a collective experience, mm-hmm. right? Like you're in the That's atmosphere true. and you've had a couple. It's it's I feel like Bill and Ted has that same feeling. It's just yeah. like you're with all these other people and they're all having a good time. And they've all most of them have had a couple of drinks. And it's just it's just fun. It, it's it's not. uh so it's something that takes away from as someone who who I'll admit gets a little bit scared in some of the houses, having Bill and Ted in there to kind of uh, break down that anxiety and angstiness of walking through all these house, houses. Uh, it's it really makes uh, made the event for me. Mm-hmm. It was something. It was the only consistent of horror nights uh, from my time. Uh, HHN sixteen, HHN twenty seven, obviously until it ended. Um, it was something I look forward to every year. And uh, if you would have been there the last night ever, you would have seen how important it is to a lot of HHN fans. Um, you had to wait for wristbands. Uh, the second Horror Nights opened, they basically gave you wristbands for each showtime. Uh, I got the last show, luckily. I was very close to not getting it because I arrived late because of work. Yeah. Everyone there in the park, like, Honestly, 10% of the park was dressed up as Bill and Ted that night. Everyone was waiting in lines all night with no issues. Like, I've never seen people so happy in lines, you know, because everyone was there for the exact same thing. And for many people, something that's been part of their life for a long time. Um, It it was just something deeper than, like, this quirky comedy show that made fun of pop culture. Okay. All right. And I feel like (laughs) I... waxed poetic enough is nico giving us a wrap it up noise <laughs> yes that was absolutely <laughs> all, right, all right all right all right all right you know what no i mean i'm agreeing nope, with your this. point to be- welcome to bill and ted 365 <laughs> because y'all know i mean y'all i mean y'all know i don't like it and uh, we've had these these conversations before about this off mic uh but i mean when y'all wax on like this i really understand like how important it is to y'all so like i won't shit talk bill and ted i mean killer yes. clowns on the other hand i will continue I mean, to shit talk but well, we allow that you've experienced it yeah we don't allow your <laughs> bill and ted shit talk because you didn't so that's and that Sorry. is completely fair that is completely fair you know i All can't right. talk i i've been yelled at at the internet before for talking about things that i never experienced so <laughs> absolutely absolutely are that's you talking about story like your time as a teenager or not. <laughs> oh no about, about sorry no that's a different story for a different podcast is he talking about pegging no i'm talking about world of motion the opposite oh. of pegging <laughs> oh so i definitely know you've been yelled at for talking about horizons then too right oh yeah i have been <laughs> yelled at for talking about horizons okay i figured but that's back when I was edgy 19-year-old kid who was poisoned by WDW Magic. So I'm no longer edgy 19-year-old kid who's poisoned by WWE Magic. So Yes, just so you guys know, if if you would have known Nico five years ago, you would have been a much more different than five. park fan. Uh, eh, eh, more five, than five. Five plus years ago. You would have known a different theme park fan, Nico. Yeah, well, I grew up, but the, you know, there's still people out there that don't grow up. So Ooh. that's a different... All Sorry. right. It's been a what? bad week for theme parks. <laughs> Let's carry on. Right. Uh, the next one is also, I would say, on the same level for some people. Maybe not for us, but 
on the same level as Bill and Ted. This person is a reason why people come to the event when he is here. He is um, has that same fond memories as Bill and Ted has for us. This uh, icon, it has the same memory to some people, uh, and that is Jack. Jack is Halloween Horror Nights to a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I think, honestly, we only have to say one thing, and that's that he literally kicked off an entire new era and created what we now know as HHN um, yes. in his first appearance at HHN 10. Things completely changed moving forward and for the better. Absolutely. Uh, he's marketing. He's been in so many uh, TV ads, shows, houses, everything. He's done everything you could do in within Horror Nights. Merch, his merch, especially at HHN 25. Oh my God, the merch sales with his face on it. Uh, that that all jacked up T-shirt is the most popular HHN shirt I've ever seen. Uh, every night I go, even up to last year, uh, years on, there's still at least like 20 plus people wearing it a night. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what there else there is to say. Yeah, there there really is nothing else to say. I mean, you could also said that about Bill and Ted, which I think we talked about for like uh, an hour. Uh, but, you know, we'll move on from Jack so we don't do that again. <laughs> we enjoy Bill and Ted a little bit more than Jack. Not to say that we don't love Jack, but Bill I mean, and Ted. We, we both stated it's like our favorite Horror Nights thing ever. Yes. So. I guess we do kind of have a number one on this list, but we'll, we'll pretend we don't. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, one of our favorite things uh, Duff do you want to take the next one this might be our favorite thing uh, house wise yeah so we're kind of going back and breaking that rule about if you only have one appearance you can't really be top tier well here we go again it's had one appearance it was last year you know it's fucking graveyard games guys (laughs) yeah sorry we had to put it in here like this is uh this is we, starting to turn there into you a go. clip show. Someone got <laughs> HHN365 thing going. It's again. our 30th episode. We have to talk it's about our favorite show. things. <laughs> this, is, this is the HHN30 favorite things episode. We just didn't want to call it that. Come on. <laughs> Here are our favorite things. <laughs> All right. Forget it. I'm changing the title. HHN30 35. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. Um. So uh, let's make this one real short. If you haven't listened to our podcast, Graveyard Games is the fucking shit, and we talk about it every episode. And uh, yeah, moving on. We even talked uh, about on Helping Haunts. <laughs> we, we talk about. I talk about it at least once a day in my normal life. So yeah, you do. <laughs> so we tried to not to like listen, but somehow we have left all of our just be the way we made this list. I think all of our favorite favorite stuff is yeah. kind of lumped in here so we are now in the like I the mean, top tier top tier that's what the that's what the list is right i yeah. think the way we kind of did it between me and mike our favorites like houses shows whatever they all got an automatic pass into top tier yeah um so the next two we go over or actually no next yeah there's like three that three, might be kind of surprising for top tier yeah. um just because they're our favorite Something, some yeah. favorite something. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to kick off the next one, Mike? Yeah. So, Duff, I know this is your favorite icon ever. Um, yes. The caret- the caretaker. 
Yes. And Hell was it yeah. just the last episode I talked about him for way too long or the episode before? It was a very I think that episode. was I think that was our icon show. That I think that is the lost well, episode. <laughs> the lost no. episode. Well, yeah, I also did it in a recent episode. Oh, okay. Hey, wait for the icons episode. I do it even more, guys. So be ready. Um but yeah, I think uh the caretaker is the most terrifying icon. Um his commercial for HHN twelve um is what got me into HHN. Like I didn't even go to the event for another few years um but i started following the event because of that commercial that i saw at home i was like holy shit that's terrifying i want to know more he's he's like the perfect horror icon you could make he's terrifying uh the way they've tied him into the lore and now adding cindy i like that little extra flair they put in um again you've heard me talk about him a lot you're gonna hear me talk about him a lot more during our icons episode so i'll keep this short Sure. All right. Moving on. Um, so you you have talked about your favorite house. Mm. I'm going to talk about mine. I know I have done it on the show quite a bit. Um, this has been utilized twice. I do have to. If you were just listening to this episode, I would say that some people are going to be like, why is this top tier? Because I don't think most people would probably no. have this on here at all. No, um, I wouldn't. But I would go uh, debate anyone and say that uh, those who have experienced both of these, the, both the scare zone and the house, I think most people did not have anything negative to say, only positive. Maybe it was clouded by some of the other things that year. Was it maybe their favorite? But everyone liked it. I haven't experienced many people who just did not like Saws and Steam. Um, I think most people think it's very, really solid. I think it's my favorite. That's just the difference. Duff, do you have anything to, to add to Saws and Steam? Um, I mean, honestly, you covered a lot. I enjoyed uh, the Scare Zone. I enjoyed the house. I would not put it top tier, but it would make my top 30 if it makes you feel better. Um, and it being your favorite, gave it this free pass. And I completely respect that. And again, I think it's still a really good property. Absolutely. And the lore. We'll, uh, we'll get into the lore one day, but the lore is really good for mm. for a, a house that's, or the, you know, a scare zone and then a house. They've really flushed, flushed out the story. Yeah, definitely. All right, Duff, uh, you want to take the next one? Because I know this might be one of your favorite yeah. uh, properties of all so, time. So I've always had this. This this was my favorite house for a long time. Graveyard Games came along. I thought it might have dethroned it. Honestly, I think before I say Graveyard Games dethrones this as my favorite house of all time, I have to give it a few years to simmer. I feel mm-hmm. like houses either age like wine or age like milk, depending on uh, how things go after yeah. that. Um, so I'll give it time. I'm not, I, so I will still call this my favorite house of all time. Graveyard games is in a probation period and it may be number one, one day we'll see. And that would be dead exposure. And I'm not hey. talking about patient zero from a couple of years ago. I'm talking about 10 years earlier, HHN 18, the original dead exposure. I think what I really loved about this house was the effects they use and that it was, uh, using camera flashes to reveal all the scares to you. Uh, yeah. it was such a cool effect. And it was, you know how a lot of houses kind of have that stroby effect. Uh, Patient Zero had a lot of strobes. I, I want to say probably is kind of a callback. Um, I'm really into kind of like the stroby houses. I think it 
uh, lines up some really great scares. But I think the way they did it in the original Dead Exposure, it didn't just feel like strobes. It really felt like a camera flash. You were actually seeing the zombies and the scares through the lens of the camera just because you're taking the pictures and it's flashing. Uh, it was such a cool effect. It's a house that imprinted on me early on. It was my third HHN year um, where I was still like, I was still pretty damn scared of the houses. And this was one of the first houses where I was like, I want to go on this as many times as I can. And I think it's the first house I ever hit three times in a night. So this is like you were saws and steam. Yes. What saws and steam is to me, dead exposure is to you. Yes, exactly. So we are on our last two properties. Uh, this next one is uh, popular with a lot of people, popular with us as well. Definitely deserves top tier. Uh, I will fight this one. If anyone says it doesn't, um, that is Nightingales. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're being honest, that's due to HHN 21's Blood Prey more than Blood Pit. Yes, uh, yeah. Blood Prey, honestly, maybe in my top five houses ever, too fantastic house yeah absolutely um although we've talked about this before but i do give the character design uh to blood pit the murder chickens i think they look cooler most people disagree (laughs) with me i don't care you know what a nightingale is it's a bird so they look like fucking birds move on people (laughs) murder chicken did you make that up duff no 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 people actually were calling them murder chickens last year (laughs) okay but they're nightingales which is a goddamn bird Killer, so they killer look like Cox birds. was also popular. <laughs> D- Nico definitely made that up. Nico, <laughs> Nico made that, that one up. Is, that you that. definitely know that one was fake. And it's for Nico, though. they were very flaccid, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, our last one. Uh, again, this is not necessarily our top, top one. I think it's up there for us, though. And that would be Universal Classic Monsters. Hey, it that's probably my top one. Been used probably the most of anything, especially if you go back to the early years. Um, I think what's well, probably topping like nine, ten yeah, houses I mean, themed around. It has such an advantage because it's all these different characters. I mean, it's had a year where it's had three different houses from UCM. You know, yeah. like, there's so many different characters I, involved. It, it would be so hard to leave off the list. And obviously, last year's incarnation was spectacular um it's my favorite house of all time yeah yeah okay. you don't have a lot to go off of but fair i i think yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people who have been going for longer than me yeah. who still think that's their favorite house yeah absolutely how crazy is it that last year I had two houses that is like a lot of people's all-time favorite last, a good year <laughs> last year i honestly am will you know people might think i'm I'm crazy for this, but I think last year is definitely top three best years of all time. You have to look at all of the houses mm-hmm. from last year. You have two of the almost greatest of all times in some people's opinion. And then you have things like Yeti. You have things, you know, they're a marathon of mayhem, marathon of mayhem, killer clowns for some people, uh, house <laughs> of a thousand corpses for some people. Um, you know, depths of fear, some of the the scare zones. Uh, you last year was good, and I and I know people don't love the scare zones from last year. I think there's, you know, for what they are, they mm. were really good. Um, yeah, last last year is going to, in in my opinion, when we looking back, 
last year is going to be a top three. It's I, it's going to stand the, the test of time. I It's not top three for me because there's already, I mean, 21, 18, 17, right off the top of my head, I know I liked better. But uh, I think that's mainly due to the scare zones being mm, uh, not great for the most part. Uh, very average year for scare zones, we'll say. And I, for me personally, the IPs, uh, there, there was a few that were a little lackluster for me. Um, although this is possibly one of the best years for originals ever. Maybe number one. Yeah. Um, they all hit so well. Solid. Solid. Because uh, like Depths of Fear, I, like it's near the bottom of my list. But like you put that in any other year and I'm like, that's that's a pretty damn decent yeah. house. Um, but that's like that's the weak point in originals. Uh, graveyard games. Yeah, you know how we feel about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeti. Come on. Fantastic. And then Nightingale's Blood Pit, uh, I think I and a lot of other people really enjoyed. It didn't always get the best rap, uh, but it was a really damn good and scary, intense house. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was probably my least favorite original, but it it was still really good. It would probably would be top five in, mm-hmm. in, any, in any other year. I think the only problem uh, really holding it back for me again is Scare Zones. Uh, and then specifically, maybe Stranger Things. Like, it might be my least favorite house, not ever, but like bottom five. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't agree with that. I so. know you don't. That's fine. And then also, like, uh, Ghostbusters was, yeah, okay. Um, Ghostbusters is some people's favorite thing from that year. Oh, no, I know. There's a lot of people, there's people who say it's the best house of all time. Ghostbusters was really good. It I, I, was really good. I agreed, Nico. I think there's people looking, or I am looking for something different in houses than people who would call it their favorite, obviously. It was a beautiful walkthrough of a movie, and that's about it. All right. Well, that uh, includes our list of uh, top 30 HHN properties. Um, HHN 365's favorite things. Yes. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) turned into that somehow. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Top 30 properties, favorite things. It's it's the same. Um, same thing. Except it didn't have Twisted Taters. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Favorite no. things. Oh, yeah. Or S'mores Fries. Yeah, S'mores Fries. Blood Bag Girls. Yeah. Having a mediocre Dufftoberfest at Stay and Scream. <laughs> Blinky Cups. Oh, we do need to make a, a favorite things list. It's, it's oh, coming, right? We definitely need, like, something that's, like, snacks and drinks and stuff. Yeah, buddy. For sure. Yeah. Just yeah. Oh no, Nico loves his s'mores fries, baby. Hell yeah, and canned beef. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Who Hash. It's at IOA Nico. Come oh on. yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back uh, next week with actually we actually have a show planned. Um I won't uh Yeah, no no yeah, no hints. No, no no hints. No hints. All right. Well, it's we'll be that- back. <laughs> Fun show, guys. Yeah, that was good. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it, too, who are listening. And we'll uh, see you in the streets.